0: Thanks for tuning into the Tom Nicola Podcast, the audio version of my written articles. Before we delve into today's article, I want to mention a couple of things I offer outside of my articles themselves. First, the Nicola newsletter. Each Thursday, I send out the Nicola newsletter, which includes two or three of my own articles, and a number of other published pieces I've discovered from the previous week. My subscribers love the variety of content, which, for the most part, centers on faith, fitness, and fortitude in this increasingly crazy world. Of course, the Nicola newsletter is free. Just go to TomNicola.com slash subscribe. Second, I have to mention my online fitness program, Vigor Training. As a member, you get access to a variety of my personally designed strength and conditioning programs, the Vigor Training Facebook group, and other awesome membership stuff. I also provide training tips on your technique, when you post videos of the prescribed movements in the group, that way you not only do the right movements, but you do the movements, right? All that is only $29 per month. At least that's the nominal monthly rate at the time of this recording to learn more or join us, go to tomnicola.com vigor. That's V I G O R. If you're not ready for that, I also have a six month free strength training program for beginners called Genesis. To get that free program, go to TomNicola.com Genesis. All right, on to the article. Five critical questions to ask and answer for 2022. This past year has shown us how far the left is willing to go to trample on our Constitution and how willing people are to go along with it when they are stuck in a state of fear, even if that fear has no basis in fact. Though some people are still asleep to what's going on, many have realized that vaccine mandates aren't about stopping COVID since the vaccines don't stop COVID, but more likely a test of how the left can trample on the Constitution. Masking kids is more about controlling people than controlling the spread since the masks don't stop the virus from spreading. The doctors in Washington don't rely on science, since science would say that natural immunity, acquired through getting COVID, is more powerful than immunity from a vaccine. Public health officials don't really care about the public's health, since they have yet to acknowledge the massive number of vaccine-related adverse events and deaths. The general theme of the left is to divide people destroy American culture, and mock traditional and Christian values by giving special treatment to illegal aliens and to anyone who exemplifies lifestyle choices and behavior that go against the word of God. Unfortunately, too many Americans see this happening, act like they're disgusted, and then carry on with their day, acting in accordance with the expectations of the left. Their compliant behavior enables this insanity to carry on. And if they don't grow some courage and stand against the assault on America, 2021 will look like a mild preview of what's to come in 2022. So how can you get people to change their behavior and do what's morally right instead of what feels right or convenient? Asking questions is the best way to change their thoughts and behavior. It puts the ownership of the answers upon themselves, instead of you as a friend or family member giving them advice or instruction. The following are five questions to ask yourself and then ask those you know. They might not be easy to ask and might make for a less comfortable conversation, but if you're afraid to ask them, then you're putting your own sense of comfort ahead of what's right for America's and your kids and grandkids futures. How are my actions supporting the left wing's agendas? Before you answer this question too quickly, allow me to take the question a little deeper than you might have originally taken it. When we think of the groups causing the most destruction to American culture, it's easy to point out the President and his administration along with the mainstream media, which produces far more propaganda than journalism. Based on viewership, it seems that most people have grown tired of their insanity and don't tune in unless it's for comical relief from their day or in hopes of creating a new meme for social media. Giving them or not giving them our attention isn't really the way we contribute to the problems we face. Instead, it's the subtle ways we change our lives to accommodate their ideological agendas. You might put on a mask to go to a restaurant because the short-term desire to eat out is more important than the long-term effect of normalizing useless mask-wearing. You might give in to a vaccine you don't believe in so that your family members stop pestering you, or because your boss threatened a mandate which may never come to fruition. Maybe you choose to stay out of what's being taught in your child's school so you don't cause a scene, or make it awkward when you're around other parents. Better for them to learn a false version of history based on critical race theory—without calling it that—than taking a chance of causing a stir in the school. Maybe you listened to Joe Rogan's interview with Dr. Peter McCullough and have decided you won't comply with the insanity anymore, but you're afraid of sharing the interview with the people who need to hear it because you don't want them to think differently about you. The point is, If you make decisions to act in a way different from how you acted pre-COVID, you could very well contribute to the current and future problems we face and our kids will face in the future. On the other hand, if you'll put your foot down and refuse to comply, you will make a difference in stopping this insanity and you'll empower those who see you to do the same. Do I care more about what people say about me than I do about acting in truth? I grew up with the nickname CP, which was short for Chubby and Porky. I still remember getting teased about my tits in swim class. The CEO of a company I worked for once called me a fucking idiot in front of a bunch of other people in a board meeting. I was told I was racist because I used the phrase death of George Floyd instead of murder the day after it happened. I've been called a lot of other stuff over the years as well, usually by people who don't know me at all. The only true label was the chubby and porky one since I was pretty chubby at the time. Maybe that's why I don't care about what someone says about me. I've never been one to change my beliefs or watch what I say because it could offend someone. I learned long ago that sticks and stones might break my bones but words will never hurt me. Embracing that principle is a conscious choice, and if you're committed to what's true and right and noble, you'll have to come to grips with it. Most of the time, the labels last just a little while, and they're a lot less extreme than you imagine they will be. The verbal attacks from others are the way humans have behaved throughout history. Just read the Gospels to gain an appreciation for how absurd humans can behave even to the point of flogging, torturing, and crucifying the one perfect human that ever walked the earth. Before it happened, though, Jesus gave us a warning that those who spoke the truth would be hated by those who did not know or understand it. Quote, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. John 18 and 19, New International Version. If you rely on the truth, or even if you withhold your opinion until the truth is revealed, you'll be ridiculed by those who prefer a narrative over the facts. But if the cost of a better future for your kids and grandkids is a label you don't like, won't it be worth it? Am I staying mentally and physically strong and resilient? The weaker you feel, the more likely it is that you'll comply. If you don't feel physically or mentally strong, you won't fight. In light of our current circumstances, as well as the presence of COVID-19, it's more important than ever to build physical and mental strength and resilience. If there was ever a time to drop excess weight, build muscle, strengthen your immune system, and protect your brain, it is now. The fact is, if you're unhealthy or overweight, you will not have the stamina or mental or physical fitness to endure the effort required to act in opposition to the left-wing machine. That might sound dramatic, but it isn't. So many people avoid paying attention to what's going on because they feel depressed, worn down, and deflated afterwards. They remain in denial because they don't have the physical or mental capacity to face what's going on. There's a lot of bad stuff going on now, from the way churches continue to conform to liberal ideologies instead of standing firm on biblical doctrines, to the reality of millions of illegal aliens and convicted criminals walking the streets of our cities, and from schools blatantly teaching critical race theory or promoting gender transformation to American workers getting sidelined while illegal aliens get free money. It can feel overwhelming, which leads many to live in denial. But if you live in denial, you won't do anything to stop it. The best thing you can do is stay fully informed while doing all you can to remain physically strong and resilient. That way, the weight of reality won't take all the wind from your sails. And you'll have energy left to act against what's going on you must make a concerted effort to sleep at least seven hours every night eat a healthy high protein diet strength train at least four days per week maximize your nutrition with high quality foundational supplements quote everyone has the ability to increase resilience to stress It requires hard work and dedication, but over time, you can equip yourself to handle whatever life throws your way without adverse effects to your health. Training your brain to manage stress won't just affect your quality of life, but perhaps even the length of it. Amy Morin The stronger you are inside and out, the more of an impact you can make to do what's right, and greater resolve you'll have to do what's right in spite of opposition or discomfort. Am I willing to do what's right, even if it means I stand alone? Am I more afraid of offending my family, friends, or group I'm a part of than I am of not doing the right thing? Vanessa and I rarely watch television, but once every few months, I'll find a series to binge watch. I started watching Hannah on Prime Video last week and finished it last night. I won't give too much away in case you decide to watch it. I just want to share one part. A group of girls get raised by an organization called u They're taught to become killing machines and believe their targets are evil people who'd cause destruction to American citizens. Instead, their targets are innocent people which a computer program believes could pose a threat to the government's power in the future. To protect its power, this branch of the government takes these young adults out. At one point, Sandy, who is a major character, but not the main character, kills an innocent pregnant woman. The shock of doing something so evil wakes her up, and she realizes she's been brainwashed into killing innocent people. You would hope her awakening would cause her to fight against the evil organization that raised her, but she doesn't. Instead, she continues to obey orders, knowing that what she's doing is wrong you get a sense that her desire to be part of the group she grew up with is stronger than her desire to do what's morally right. I have to repeat that because you see the same thing playing out all over our culture today. Her desire to be part of the group she grew up with is stronger than her desire to do what's morally right. The desire to belong can be so powerful that we justify doing what isn't right to avoid tension with the people we associate with. But if doing the right thing causes tension with others, maybe those people are not the people you should associate with after all. What comes next? I'll wrap this up with one final question. What comes next? American values and principles have been turned upside down this past year. But if we don't take a stand, 2021 will just be a warm-up for what comes next. If you understand that, it'll make it easier to answer the first four questions. Thanks again for listening. If you like this content, please leave a rating on the podcast platform you're using and pass it along to others who'd find it helpful. And if you're not already subscribed, be sure to subscribe to the Nicola Newsletter, where I share a lot of other content you won't find on my site or podcast. Just go to TomNicola.com slash subscribe. Keep growing your faith, improving your fitness, and building fortitude.